Hi, this is Eden Busani, and I'm your host for the Meraki Podcast. Every Monday and Thursday, we upload new episodes from incredible speakers who share their wisdom on important life lessons and their personal journeys towards living a purposeful life. Tune in on Thursdays to get my latest scoop on self-growth and personal development. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel. I accidentally got started in health. It was never really an intention, but a lot of people who end up becoming a subject expert in some arena of health is usually a patient or someone who has had to battle something and they had to figure it out because no one else would, or they were on the journey along with their doctor. So, um, you know, I am an actor and a writer and I live in Hollywood uh, or Los Angeles and, you know, I'm a part of the entertainment industry. And many years ago, I just started to have all sorts of issues. And the issue started with, um, I mean, I had a bunch of crazy symptoms, but I guess I would say that the issue started with, I always, um, since I could remember, other than maybe when I was a child, where like maybe from teenagers on, where I felt like I had eating issues. Like I was obsessed with food. I always had to use extreme willpower. Like I had binge, like I just always felt like I was always thinking about food. You know what I mean? And and I, I really admired and looked at other people who were measured with their eating or their way that then they seemed to be fit and not have this struggle inside, you know, <laughs> but I totally did. So that was sort of one of the warning signs. And then I actually got a horrible bout of hypothyroidism, um, two in 10 years. And that's where what prompted me to write my first book, The Paleo Thyroid Solution. And it's been a bestseller for years now. And, you know, most of the, actually all of the bestselling thyroid books are written by patients for a reason, because we know what it's like, we know what it feels. Um, and we've been through the experimentation of, you know, hacking it with thyroid hormone replacement, et cetera. So I'm in the entertainment industry and I'm getting my period all the time. I'm getting super fat. I'm getting acne. Like all, I have about, I don't know, 40 something symptoms in my book. I had over 30 of them on the list. Uh, and it was a total nightmare. So I went to over two dozen endocrinologists, specialists, all of these people in Los Angeles, a major city for medical. I went to a doctor that I read in some famous person's hormone book. I mean, I did everything. I spent 15,000 freaking dollars I didn't have at the time as a broke actor trying to figure out what was wrong with me. And I had good insurance. So nobody could figure it out. I was misdiagnosed. I was mistreated. I was over here, there. And finally, what helped me, not surprisingly enough, were fellow patients online in a free forum who were giving their, literally donating their time, volunteering to help other patients figure this out. And this was really before there were any podcasting because this is like 16 years ago. So there were no podcasts. There weren't even a lot of websites on this. I mean, there, there really wasn't any information even in the health paradigm that I'm in now, which is paleo primal ancestral health. And so these patients were like a godsend. They were on this Yahoo group and they sort of helped direct me to like what tests to get and how to look at things and how to figure out what was wrong. Finally, because of them, I figured out, oh my gosh, it's a thyroid problem. It truly is. And at that point realized, you know what? These doctors have all hurt me. I've wasted my money. And um, I can't trust them. And the only people that I do trust are these women over here who just like me, who've been through it and fixed it. So I took the risk on myself and I fixed myself. I actually ordered my own thyroid hormones. I dosed myself back to health and I would use doctors to do blood work. And then I would listen to what they had to say. And it worked twice in 10 years. I was left in the dust by the medical community could not help me with two separate bouts of serious hypothyroidism. The second one was harder to fix uh, or I should say, 
less known by most medical professionals. It's called a reverse T3 hypothyroid problem. So it was on my own twice in 10 years, about six to seven years of my 30s were completely ruined. And um, however, now every one of those days I suffered was completely worth it because I get to help people get from A to Z faster. They don't have to suffer years like I did. Um, and so that's sort of the short order of it. I know, you know, I mean, I could speak for hours about um, that experience, which I detail in my book, but that's how I became a subject expert. It was really accidentally. And so I went about it and fixed it myself twice. And now thankfully get to help other people. And uh, then I just recently came out with a second book that's all about confidence, uh, more of a self-empowerment, uh, you know, sort of book than anything. But I am an accidental health expert. Okay, that is very inspirational. I, you know what, you just said you came out with a second book on confidence and self-empowerment. Why don't we focus on that for a little bit? Um, you know, take it up to a different level. If there are other people out there who actually suffer from you know, they're going through the experiences that you just went, you just explained. Um, how did you feel that when you were in such a position in your life and there was nobody in the medical field to help you, like, did that affect your confidence in any way? Did that like, I'm 100%. assuming it did because you wrote a book about it. So maybe you can elaborate a little bit about how it affected your life. You know, well, in a couple ways. So I will say this, listen, if you have Look, hypothyroidism causes more than like weight gain and acne and things that maybe people can physically see. It causes depression. We have more receptors in our brain for the biologically active thyroid hormone than we do anywhere else. This really affects your neurotransmitters. It affects the production and regulation of all your sex hormones. So those get thrown off. Those have symptoms that are emotional, right? So right. you're not really who you are. You can't think straight. You have brain fog. Your cognitive abilities are completely screwed. I mean, I would speak like a dyslexic. I couldn't retain a paragraph of information. You have messy handwriting because brain-to-hand dexterity is really off. I'm extremely coordinated and a total athlete and I'd be bumping into everything and totally uncoordinated and like knocking over my water all the time. And it affects your entire body and brain and mind and emotions. It's not just that you're sad because you have the symptoms, right? And that's, I think what people don't understand too. And I want to make sure that's clear. It actually literally causes depression and other, I mean, people treat depression with thyroid hormones so that they're synonymous. So it's very hard to be confident when you, when you've got these underlying things that are literally affecting your happy juice chemicals, right? So, so yeah, it was tough. I cried all day, every day for months, for years. I mean, wow. listen, I was a total mess. I understand. And I was so sensitive and so just the other thing too, that hypothyroidism does is because you don't have the, your body doesn't have the thyroid hormones in the right amounts to give you the energy that you need, because that is the basis of all human beings is thyroid hormone. You can't live without a thyroid gland. If your thyroid gland got removed and you're listening to this, you, I, I, there's no way you're not on thyroid hormones because you die. We have to have thyroid hormones to live. So if someone had their thyroid, hormone, uh, thyroid removed because of like thyroid cancer, they'd have to take thyroid hormone replacement. And if they're on a stranded island, forget it, they're dead. So if you can't live without the thyroid or AKA thyroid hormones, you, your life's going to be sucky and it's a slow decline and a slow death, which is why all these symptoms come up, right? So again, it also is brain and emotions. So it's really tough when you're going through something physical or even chronic pain, right? It could be you're in rheumatoid arthritis or you have MS, any kind of physical ailment. Listen, it's tougher 
it's tougher to have the emotional wherewithal to have confidence. However, it doesn't mean you can't have perseverance confidence. It just means that you might cry after every doctor's visit because you're an emotional wreck, but you can still move forward. I mean, and, and that would happen to me. I would speak up. I still had the confidence to say, hey, test me for that or argue with a doctor. But then I might be in tears walking out of their office. I just couldn't handle, you know, I was still emotional about everything, but I still managed to speak up. And that is literally like the message of, me in life with the second book, but particularly the first book, if you've got a health issue that you've got, what do you know what it is or not? Let's hope you find out. But once you find out what it is, you better become the expert too. If you think you're going to find some Harvard MD who's going to be like, here, hi, here's my health in your hands, figured out, please help me. We all want that. We all want to go to someone who's just like, please, please, you went to medical school for freaking 10 years, right? You went to Yale, please, come on, you, please save me. It's not going to happen. You need to stop and you need to learn everything you can about whatever it is that's ailing you. You need to become your own expert. That is the number one lesson of my whole journey wow. is that I live in Los Angeles. I went to all of the experts. I went to the $600, you know, famous celebrity doctors in Beverly Hills. I did the stuff. You got to know because 99% of doctors are uninformed. They totally are. They're steeped in outdated protocols from 40 years ago. And even if they are a great functional medicine doctor and a naturopathic doctor or whatever, that's cool. You'll still need to know what's up. You still need to follow your own medical intuition. Um, you still need to, you know, uh, you might be able to help your doctor help you because you notice something that you haven't told them about or that you learned. So that's really the overall message. Now, that does take confidence, but I will say that if you're sick with hypothyroidism or you're going through something else, and again, real quick to wind up to, when you don't have the energy because of lack of thyroid hormones, your adrenal glands take over and they start overproducing cortisol. You can get anxiety attacks. So now you think you're crazy. Now you think you've got a psychology issue because you've got anxiety attacks. And it also makes you very overwhelmed. So there's a feeling of... Adrenal fatigue has a couple of like telltale signs. One is like extreme sensitivity to light, sounds, and smells. And then the feeling of being completely overwhelmed, like just the thought of doing two chores in a day would make someone just want to jump off a bit. Like just you cannot even handle the idea of multitasking when normally you might be one of those people. So it's, it's, this, it's, it's a level of wherewithal that is just not up to par with regular people that don't have these issues. So any medical issue can absolutely disable some confidence. However, that doesn't mean you shouldn't speak up. You may be crying and losing it in front of people because you have an emotional issue there because of whatever's ailing you. You still have to speak up. You have to go forward and be your own advocate. And if you can't, you have to find someone to align with who can help you do that. Um, you know, part of my book, uh, the first book, Paleothyroid Solution is about talking to, there's a, a, a part where I talk to loved ones of a patient or talk to like the boss, like, Hey, here's what's going on with your employee. Like you need to know that this is affecting their brain, you know, and affecting possibly their work output. And, um, you know, it is also designed to really help you try to figure out if a doctor knows what they're talking about or not and having the courage to ask certain questions and vet them. You know, they are not saviors. You're employing them. You do your work and you know, maybe they're not the right doctor. You know, I've remember being young and my mom like went and met some doctor and she's like, oh, they're wonderful. Da, 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 da. I just met them today, a new doctor. And I'm like, how do you know they're good? Just because they had a good personality, just because they sat with you for two seconds and had a nice look and a great, you know, pantsuit, like, did, 
that's not, you know, you got to do some vetting. So, so you are going to need to speak up. You are going to need to move forward. And if you can't empower yourself, you'll need help there with someone or possibly have to find an advocate or a family member, or friend who's going to go with you and help you be strong when you need to speak up for yourself in these environments. Absolutely. Now, when, when, when somebody goes through this, obviously it's not just, it's so much more than just, you know, having to battle for, to build their confidence. It's so much more than that because aside from having this lack of confidence because of their current situation, they're probably feeling some sort of like low self-esteem, lack of self-love, like something is wrong with me. Like what is wrong with me? And suddenly they're starting to, you know, um, negative thinking, negative words towards themselves. Um, I'm assuming it happens to people, to everybody, but especially to people who suffer from like health issues and they don't have answers to this and they're suffering from either obesity, addictions, um, acne, certain things that can really affect your image towards, you know, of Mm -hmm. the world. How, I mean, are there any tips that you would recommend for somebody who is currently going through any health crisis that it doesn't really matter in general, but like to really keep their self-esteem and self-worth at a level where they know that no matter what, they have the power to really take their life by, the ha- by their hands and change it around and not just let themselves sink into this depression. I'm assuming you were also in this position where you had to bring yourself up and work hard to get to the place where you are today, especially if with a thyroid situation where it actually causes depression. It's not something that you can actually help. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, once you get the thyroid fixed, no matter how you do it, okay, so whether that's naturally, which can happen, or whether you have to go on thyroid hormone replacement, then the depression goes away. So it's only when you're in this disease state and once you solve it, no matter how you solve it, now you're happy again. Now you're great. So that's the good news and it's solvable. So everyone should know that. But regarding any health issue, like you talked about, I have a couple thoughts on that. Well, first of all, my second book, Confident as F, F U asterisk K, I'll keep it Disney friendly right now. Um, that's not really about health, right? It's about confidence. And when we talk about the, what I mean by confident as F is all encompassing. That's inside and outside. So I'm not talking about me right now being able to speak to you or getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people. I can do that. That's performance confidence. But that right. doesn't mean I get off the stage and I'm not, you know, totally in a, you know, there's people that do that get off the stage, they can't even have a conversation with their loved one or speak up in a situation where they need to, or they're a people pleaser. That's not confidence either. So I argue in that book, like it's all encompassing, it's in and out. So how do you maintain self-worth and self-esteem when your body's falling apart? Look, I was a mess, okay? I was a total mess. Um, And through my first bout, I didn't really have the tools that I'm talking about now. But for the second bout, I did, and it went a lot better. And this is what I would say. Number one, stay away from watching anything negative. So when you're going through a health problem, that's the time to watch stand-up comedy and comedy. You know, stay away from negative, evil things or things that are awful tales about people's health. You know, watch stories about people improving and healing from cancer in three months. These are the inspiring things you need to watch aside from like comedy. So that's just like basic, like filter out toxic people and toxic information because it's just brewing into your already kind of destroyed subconscious at the time, which is completely like a mess and you're depressed for good reasons and all this stuff. The other thing too is to change your language because it's really tough. Like you have hypothyroidism and you're gaining weight and you're gaining weight. You know, you're waking up every day looking in the mirror going, oh, I'm so fat. I've got to lose weight. I've got to lose weight. Well, you've got to start to look at the words and go, okay, hold on a second. You're always going to be in a state of like having to lose weight. So maybe it's a matter of like, hold on, take a breath and be like, I am in the process of releasing some weight, or I'm in the process of getting healthy and whole again. I'm in the process 
of my body returning to a natural state of being, you know, cause that part's true. If you are in the process, you're working on it, you're finding, you're, you're persevering. That's more true than looking in the mirror and being like, ah, oh, you're beautiful while you're crying because you're fat and bloated and you're a mess or whatever's happening to your body. The other thing too, is that whatever you're going through, someone already got through it. A lot of people already figured it out. Lots of people. They've written books. I've talked to people who've healed. They're completely cured. They're rheumatoid arthritis. They're MS. They're, I mean, you name it. It's been done. So why not you? Why the F not you? Huh? No. So you got to start to go, hold on a minute. Wait, why not me? Other people have done it and start to read their books. You've got MS. Look, go, go get Palmer Kippel's book, Beat Autoimmune. Go look up Terry Walls. If you have rheumatoid arthritis, look up Seamus Mullen. Look up Courtney Contos. These are two chefs who completely cured their rheumatoid arthritis through food. And they were bound to a wheelchair. They were disasters for 10 years. They went to every doctor on planet earth. Someone has done it. And so why not you? You can do it. You know, you can do it too. Uh, and I see this all the time. I coach people all over the world with thyroid problems. There's 200 plus million in the, in the people in the world with thyroid issues. In the United States, it is the number, just one thyroid hormone prescription is the number one prescription. We have over 23 plus million Americans who have it. 60% are undiagnosed. And the problem with that is the doctors. The problem is that the medical community on the large scale doesn't understand it. They understand it from a 40-year-old outdated perspective, and they completely test wrong and they treat wrong. They don't get it. And even if they test right and treat right, they don't understand the full spectrum of the body in a way that can really help heal this person on deeper levels. That's where getting a functional doctor comes into handy, but they are expensive and they don't usually take insurance. They might spend two hours with you versus your regular whatever doctor for 10 minutes, but you know, hey, it's a thing, mm -hmm. right? Uh, so so, so you, that's why you got to learn this. But at the end of the day, you know, there's affirmations. I really love Justin Perry. He's got a, I did an interview with him. You can always Google Justin Perry and L. Russ and our interview will come up. He's an incredible success story using the law of attraction, but he created a channel on YouTube called You Are Creators. And he's just got a great voice and he has all of these wonderful different affirmations, like 400 different videos that you could do like health healing affirmations, you know, and just wake up every morning and play that. Listen to him be grateful for all the things you do have. And I think that that's tough to be grateful for things in your body when your body is seemingly working against you. But what you have to understand and what I definitely know about the human body, and this is just science, it's always trying to save you. Mm -hmm. Even coronavirus, right? The immune system pops up and is like, uh-oh, problem, right? Your body's trying to save you. You get type 2 diabetes because you ate too much and didn't know better. Guess what? Your body's trying to save you by pushing all of that excess sugar into your fat cells to make you fat. Now, not all type 2 diabetics get fat. That's a worse situation to be skinny fat. But I'm just giving you examples of our body is always trying to save us. So it doesn't feel like that when you're sick. So these are the things you need to be reminded of. And whether that's you need to talk to someone who can coach you through positivity and encourage you during that time, or whether you go online and just look up YouTube and look up some of those, you know, you are creators affirmations or or anyone else that you may like. I like him just because I love his voice and I love all the things he says. Um, but there are so many things. There's another CD. There's a woman named Candace Pert and she has a CD and it's, um, she's got like some meditations on there and it's like the third one, the third track on the, you know, of the five or whatever, psychosomatic wellness is what it's called. And 
it's a guided 25 minute meditation through sort of healing your body and healing and putting attention towards parts that are ailing you. And even if you don't know which parts, and that really helped me a lot during my second bout. So it's tough to keep positive, but the job is that you got to be on it. So it does take, it's like, it just should be like a regular daily thing for everybody, but especially when you're going through a health thing that you find positive outlet. I don't care if you wake up. So these are the things you need to be reminded of. And whether that's you need to talk to someone who can coach you through positivity and encourage you during that time, or whether you go online and just look up YouTube and look up some of those, you know, you are creators affirmations or, or anyone else that you may like. I like him just because I love his voice and I love all the things he says. Um, but there are so many things. There's another CD. There's a woman named Candace Pert and she has a CD and it's, um, she's got like some meditations on there and it's like the third one, the third track on the, you know, of the five or whatever psychosomatic wellness is what it's called. And it's a guided 25 minute meditation through sort of healing your body and healing and putting attention towards parts that are ailing you. And even if you don't know which parts, and that really helped me a lot during my second bout. So it's tough to keep positive, but the job is that you got to be on it. So it does take, it's like, it just should be like a regular daily thing for everybody, but especially when you're going through a health thing that you find positive outlet. I don't care if you wake up every morning and you listen to five minutes of something positive, or you listen to someone's success story or another podcast where someone healed or whatever. These are the things that give people hope. When I talk in depth on summits and stuff about my experience, listen, people email me all the time and they're like, oh my God, you were talking as if it was my brain. That's how I felt. That's how, and it, it's possible. Healing is possible. So we can get into the victim mode and do that, but that's that's not where healing is going to happen. Absolutely. And that's not where success is going to happen. It's going to happen in the faith of moving forward and knowing that like, Hey, other people have done it. Why not me? I'm going to also be one of these people. Mm -hmm. I'm going to fix this. Damn it. I am going to fix it. And that's how I felt at the time. I'm like, I don't care if I have to fly to some ashram in India. I don't care what I have to do. I will go to the ends of the world because I am not going to live like this. It was hell. It was pure hell. To this day, I still will tear up moments thinking about my old self when I was so sick. And I'll tell you this, that's the gift. So if you're out there and you're sick right now, trust me, life's going to be better because you're going to get better and then you're going to have that contrast that regular people who've never been through something like that don't have. And I think they're, they have a, we have a, better chance at having even more daily gratitude because life is so freaking awesome, Absolutely. right? After you get better that when you look back, it's like nothing's like nothing sucks, right? I'm just like, I'm just glad I'm not hypothyroid anymore. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, anything can happen in your life and you're like, oh, it's all right. Nothing was as bad as that, right? And so that contrast is actually a positive thing. Wow. So powerful. Um, wow. Okay. So why don't we, I mean, like that was so informative and so valuable that I, I feel like even all the questions, the three questions that we got from our listeners, you pretty much answered all of them throughout this entire episode. But just for the sake of, you know, mm -hmm. giving respect to the people who did ask the questions, let's just go over them in short and um, maybe we can uh, discuss a little bit more in detail. 
So the first question that we received was anonymous. Um, she wanted to stay anonymous and she asked, do you do intermittent, intermittent fasting or do you have any tips on how to live a healthy lifestyle? Oh my gosh, well, a million tips. But yes, I do intermittent fasting. Um, I actually kind of am naturally that way. So I know people that are also living the low carb life I am, but they are breakfast people and not dinner people. Um, I love breakfast foods, but I've I've just, I don't know, for some reason it's it's not my jam. So yes, I do. I basically don't eat anything or, you know, other than like coffee and water and stuff until maybe, like maybe sometimes I wake up at like six, I might have a scoop of collagen on ice and water with like a scoop of a green powder after a workout around noon. Okay. But then I might not actually eat food food until two or three. And then I have like a four to six hour eating window and then I won't eat until the next day then. Now, let me just share this though. That's not a hard, fast rule. That's not what being paleo primal ancestral is all about. It's about following your intuition. So for example, like I have wild peacocks where I live and it's spring. And so like not too long ago, some jackass peacock woke me up honking like right under my window at like four in the morning. <laughs> it's like calling like mating calls. Right. And I was up and whatever. It just, it was, it was, I couldn't get back to sleep after that. And so I happened to be up extra earlier. And like by 1030 AM, I felt like eating some sausage. Like I just was craving it. And so I didn't say to myself, no, L, you don't eat until, you know what I mean? I was like, okay, I didn't like it because I was like, that kind of screws up my kind of routine that I like to be on. But you know what? I'm hungry. My body's telling me to eat right now, so I'm going to. There are other days where I may not eat before during the fasting window in the morning. I may not really eat, eat, but I'm still in a fat burning state. I might have a spoonful of coconut oil. I might take a little bit of fat of like a little bit of an avocado or something. I might have a little bit of fat if depending on my day and what I know I'm going to do. And if I feel like I might need some extra energy, then I would, then I would maybe put just literally take a spoonful, like a teaspoon of coconut oil in my mouth or something. Um, Okay. So there's that. Yes, I do intermittent fast, but I break it when intuition says I'm hungry. And that's the rule really is I eat when I'm hungry and I don't want to, when I don't, regardless of time. Right, so, balance. yeah. So the other thing I would say, so in general, and this is just really the best resource. So I am the fifth person trained in the world in ancestral paleo primal health, and they are all really the same thing. But if you really want to understand what it means to be a fat burner and fat adapted versus being a sugar burner, which is what most people are, a fat burner is an, is someone who is fueling their life mostly on fat based on carbohydrates. And most of our country is fueled on carbohydrates. That's why we have a type two diabetes epidemic. And so it's steadier for all of the hormones, for the adrenals, for the thyroid, it literally, that's why I wrote paleo thyroid solution. It wasn't, it's partially, oh no, I got fat while I was hypothyroid. How do I lose that weight? Yes, that's part of it. Go paleo. And what does that mean? High fat, moderate protein, low carb paradigm. But the other part of it is that it's not just the gimmick of the losing weight. Paleo primal ancestral, or like I said, a high fat, moderate protein, low carb paradigm is the ultimate in blood glucose management and the ultimate in adrenal management. And those two things are absolutely completely related to everything in your body, but certainly like your sex hormones, your brain, your, your, your energy levels, your stamina, um, your mental acuity. Um, and so now keto is just an extremely lower carb version of what we're talking about. But at the end of the day, 
I just welcome everyone to go to theprimalblueprint.com or even better, go to marksdailyapple.com. I learned everything I know from Mark Sisson and he is pretty much the kind of grandfather of the whole movement and now the owner of Primal Kitchen Foods and the publisher of my book. And he also sponsors the podcast I host, Primal Blueprint. And he he's just, his original book, The Primal Blueprint, is an, it, it's in its fourth edition. But even if you don't want to buy the book, there is enough information on Mark's Daily Apple. You could just also go back to, we have like over 400 episodes of the Primal Blueprint podcast. You could go back to the first 10 or 15 episodes and hear Mark Sisson and Brad Kearns, who are experts in all of this, and learn the basics of what paleo primal means, what this means. And so that's what I would do because you could look at a paleo food list and still do it wrong because you're not understanding the macro percentage and you're also maybe overworking out. One of the tenets of ancestral living is not getting on the treadmill and running 40 miles a week. It's not about chronic cardio. That actually is a weight gaining disaster health making thing. That's the paradigm I used to be on. That's the one that's going to keep you the food addict. That's the one that's going to keep you addicted to carbohydrates. That's the one that's going to make you lose your mind because you're thinking about food all the freaking time, whether you're fit or not. I used to be extremely fit, but was a total sugar addict, carb addict couldn't go three, four hours without food, totally hypoglycemic. It's because you're on the wrong paradigm. It's not because you're cursed. So for all those years, I thought I was cursed and something was wrong with me. And it turns out I was always eating in the wrong way. And this is more enjoyable. I work out less, <laughs> have better results and never think about food. And I get to eat bacon and all the fat, like uh, it's amazing. So that is what saved it for me. And every success story on Mark's Daily Apple every Friday, that's usually the thoroughfare of the story is that like, oh, I may have cured my skin disease or I lost a hundred pounds, but they all say the best part is I'm not addicted to food anymore. I'm not obsessed mm -hmm. with food. And it doesn't matter if you're 400 pounds or you're 110 pounds, being addicted to food or having issues with food is a nightmare. I I've been there. It's a freaking nightmare. That's the one thing I am like daily grateful for right that i don't even think about it and i used to think about it all the time <laughs> all the time so i would just go there as a resource i mean if you have a thyroid problem that that information will be in my book the paleo thyroid solution as well but if you don't and you're curious about paleo primal ancestral you know health then i would look at you know mark sisson i would look at uh rob wolf the paleo solution that's also an excellent book. Uh, look up the work of Lauren Cordain, the very, very original OG of it. And he wrote The Paleo Diet. And you'll understand the science behind our DNA as humans and what it expects of us. And so that's why all those problems went wrong. That's why I was a sugar addict. That's why I was a mess in my brain. That's why I was dropping after three, four hours of not eating and being like, oh my God, I'm hangry. It's because I was not eating in a way that was aligned with my DNA as a freaking human. You don't cook up a ribeye and feed it to a steak. I'm sorry, you cook up a ribeye and feed it to a horse. You, no one ever does that. No one's ever grilling steaks. It's like, oh, here, let me throw my horse a piece because that's mean that horses aren't supposed to eat that and cows are supposed to eat grass. They got four stomachs. We can't eat a bunch of grass. We, don't, we can't process that level of cellulose. Every animal has its own DNA and it expects a certain dynamic set of like, activity for it, right? Huskies have to like run 40 miles a day or whatever it is, right? And we do too. And that's what paleo primal is based on. Ancestral science and the science of our DNA as humans. And that's really what Mark Sisson did in that original book, The Primal Blueprint, which is now in its fourth edition. And that is honestly just a really great resource to learn. What is this? Wow. 
Well, I'm sure this young lady will be very happy. Sorry, that was only one question. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I was just saying, I'm sure she's going to be very pleased to hear like a very elaborate, informative, like full, full answer on her question. That, that's amazing. Okay, so on to question number two. Um, it looks more like a, it's not a question, it looks more like a fact. This person also wants to stay anonymous. And she's saying, my happiness has dwindled since I had gained 50 pounds. I'm no longer confident and I feel like a failure. What can I do? So I guess it is kind of a question. Um, yeah, no, here's the thing. Um, first of all, I hear you. Uh, look, I gained 50 pounds at 1.2. Now, in, I'm just going to assume that this person gained 50 pounds and kind of knows why they gained it, you know, because if it's a hypothyroid thing, then, hey, you need to get your thyroid tested properly. You need to, you know, go to my website, L. Russ, and don download the free thyroid guide. But if it's not a thyroid thing, if you just ended up, you know, getting off track and getting fat and ate a bunch of whatever, okay, right? Like that, if that's where we're at, then you really, and here's what's, here's, here's what's great about this. In order to get aligned with what your DNA expects of you, in order to switch into a fat burning beast and not being dependent on carbohydrates anymore, it literally, you don't even have to work. Here's the good news. You don't have to get off your freaking couch. Okay. No, for, I'm, and I'm not even kidding you. You don't even have to go work out at all, but the only thing you do need to do, and it, and this is this is less willpower than it takes to go to a gym is you just have to get food right for about 21 days 21 days to a month that's it if you can exercise willpower and and you will get fat adapted after after that tw around 21 days literally you'll suddenly have a day where you're like oh my god i didn't even think about food what what just happened what the hell just happened but that's all you need. So I would say, don't work out. Don't exert. I mean, you're going to want to at some point, but don't. You don't need to measure stuff. You don't, you don't need to do that. Just get fat adapted by and a great, another great book, Marxist and 21 Day Body Transformation. By the way, I'm happy if she wants to give her address to you, I am happy to mail her a copy of that. Same with the people that have asked the question. So if all those people would want Mark Sisson's Primal Blueprint or you want the 21 Day Body Transformation, I'm happy to mail them those books. Absolutely. So, so you that can always email great. me there. Yeah, well, I'll do that. I'll definitely, I'll, I'll definitely uh, let her know that. And uh, I guess we'll see how we can work from there. But that's an, that's an amazing offer from you. But I just want to follow up that second, that second answer with, um, it really honestly, and that's the problem people run into because they're like, I'm going to join a boot camp and then I'm going to go do this and they're doing it wrong. They're still overworking out. When you overwork out like that, you're burning glucose. You don't want to do that. And again, I can't get into all the concepts now for limited time reasons, but I gave you all the resources to find out what paleo primal health is. And for the, for the people that have asked questions, I'll send you guys the books. Um, but at the end of the day, that's really all you need. So think about it. A, a year or two or however you've spent in this 50 pound hell totally sucks. I get it. I used to cry. I'm like, let me just tell you a story. When I was hypothyroid and fat, I had gained over 50 pounds. I took a pair of jeans that I had had and I tried to pull them up my leg. They could not get past my calf muscle. Do you know, that's a horrible day. And if you're out there uh, listening to 50 pound uh, 
extra person, you know what I'm talking about. It, I, it's sobbing, crying. That's like trying to put on a five-year-old's pants. It's awful. These were a pair of pants that once fit you, and now you can't pull them over your calf. I've been there. I've cried in the shower because I can't reach certain body parts because I was so fat. I have sobbed while washing my own body in the shower. I understand the horrible, awful depression. So you don't need to get motivated to work out. You need to really get it straight with food for 21 days. Three weeks, three freaking weeks out of your whole life will change your life. I guarantee it. It works every time. If done correctly, it works every time and you don't need to work out. There you go. Don't even need to walk to the mailbox. Seriously. Um, and so that's the key. You can get fat adapted and start to burn fat and start to become unaddicted to glucose and undependent upon carbohydrate and to stop these ups and downs with blood glucose and cravings and all this kind of stuff. And it will really, you know, a lot of people, there's people that have cured their depression by just either going carnivore or paleo or, you know, carnivore is very severe, but just going paleo, there's, we've got primal health coaches that use it with their patients, their psychiatrists, they use it for anxiety and mood. So yeah, you're probably feeling like crap for a variety of reasons. Your blood glucose is off, your adrenals are off and you feel horrible in your own skin and body. Gross. Guess what? Summer's coming. No one wants to be fat in summer. It's horrible. I, I'm, I'm crying for you right now, but you can change this. And it really only takes 21 freaking days to, to nip it in the bud, but it does take willpower with food. Now, after that, you won't need the willpower. Once you're satiated, once you're, the fat burning switches have been turned on and you're unaddicted, your brain is unaddicted to glucose and carbohydrates, you are not going to need willpower. So that's the good news. And other people on different paradigms of eating and exercise, you have to exercise willpower every damn day, all the time. I did. And that's what sucks. That's the food addiction. If you have to exercise willpower all the time, that's no fun. That's not fun. Life's horrible that way. It's horrible. That's what a food addict is. You're always like, ah, oh, I can't, you know, but now it's like, you just won't care. You'll see the thing of like cupcakes and you'll be like, gross. And that's weird. Cause I love cupcakes. Like, oh my, and I'll say I wouldn't have one tomorrow too. If I felt like having a cupcake, I would. And I have, it's not like I haven't had a cupcake in years, but I'm just saying like, I would be craving them or wanting them every day. Like I would not be able to control myself. Like I would be thinking about that all, all the time. I would be constantly in my head, willpowering. That is not going to happen but you have to do that for about three weeks. That's it. Out of your whole life, three weeks can completely fix your situation and get you on the right path. So that's okay. kind of a win-win, isn't it? I mean, I don't know what's easier than that. Everyone else is going to tell you to go exercise. And I'm telling you, you don't have to. Wow. Okay. Thank you for that answer. Let's go on to the last question. Um, this one is by Sam Browns. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. Um, and he asks, I don't feel emotionally strong enough to handle and battle my food addictions. Are there any tips you can give me? Yeah, well, it's the same answer for this last one, except for that <clears throat> you're just going to need to, 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 to do that for three weeks. And if you need to have someone come over and help clean out your pantry or get you set up or whatever it is, right, or get a coach to motivate you while you're doing it, you're going to need that 21 days of willpower. And once you do that, once you do that, then you won't have to, again, 
be in your brain obsessed and dealing with the food addictions. And I know that sounds it's so easy. It's like, oh, I've suffered all these years. Like really? Oh, like three freaking weeks and it's done forever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not kidding you. I, I would, ne- would never be as anybody, but I was also the food addict for years, guys. I, I thought I'd have to go to Overeaters Anonymous. I was like, what's wrong with me? I'd look at other people that were fit and I'd be like, they don't seem to have problems or are they secretly suffering like I am and they're just not telling me? Like I was messed up. I used to drive around the grocery store and I'd make deals like, okay, if there's a parking spot, then I can get the donuts. Oh, I, I know this game. I know this game. And I will say this. When I used to be addicted to cigarettes back in the day, even thinking about quitting was depressing because I didn't even want to know a day where I didn't want cigarettes because I loved it so much that I didn't even want to, I couldn't even want to imagine a day where I wouldn't want them. If you are out there listening, third question asker, (laughs) I think of Sam, (laughs) you know what I'm talking about because it's the same with food. You're like, but I don't want to eat less than I'm eating now. I don't want to, this is not about calorie restriction. You know, paleo promise not like you can have all the bacon burgers you freaking want, dude. I'm telling you, but you're just not going to be able to eat the, eat the bread (laughs) for a while. Um, So, and now there are paleo versions of that. Of course, there is paleo pasta. There is grain free pizza crust and things like that. Thank God. So you can still do some of it. But at the end of the day, you're just going to need to find, like any addict, right? Just that couple of weeks, that couple of weeks. And that couple of weeks, like I said, doesn't involve working out. You are free. You're off scot-free. And also, you don't have any freaking excuses. <laughs> there are no excuses. So, so plan it. Don't cold turkey it. So maybe you look into paleo primal living. Maybe you start to get psyched up. Maybe start to clean out your pantry, okay? Maybe then... As you're getting ready, you know, because listen, I didn't quit cigarettes right away. I'm not a cold turkey. I planned it. I was like, okay, I'm going to go through this pack this long. Then I'm going to dwindle it down. Then I'm finally going to go on to the vapes. And then I'm going to, you know, I had a process and I was just going to wake up one day and do it. That didn't work for me. Yeah. So if you're a sugar addict, the way to kind of do it is you do that. You clean it out. Maybe you need a coach encouraging you, whatever. Plan for it ahead of time. Have your blowout with all the bullshit food you want and then um start to scale down and so how do you do that okay well let's say you're a sugar addict well then it's like okay you start to eat better sugared stuff so maybe it's like you're starting to get like a gluten-free pie and then maybe it's like fruit and whipped cream every night for the, the you know right okay there's ways to make things tasty i mean fruit whipped cream with some powdered cinnamon over it is delicious go i'd rather have you have a couple of bowls of that than a bunch of donuts right so then you kind of just change the sugars up so you're still addicted to sugar but you're getting better right you're making better choices with it like you know fruit and whipped cream etc um maybe some raw desserts that are out there or some keto desserts that are out there okay fine and then you know you go down the level and then there's the day when you're like all right i'm going to start this 21 days where i am going to do this and 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 then that's, again, and it's not to say you can't have blueberries during that time, but that's when, again, you know, and it, hopefully in those couple of weeks headed towards that, you've cleaned out things, right? So it starts with getting rid of canola oils. It starts with, you know, making healthier options for stuff. Maybe it's paleo granola, the grain-free granola instead of the regular granola. Maybe that's your dessert, right? You know, so there's, look, I used to be a sh- huge sugar addict. So I know all of the like treat swap outs, like, I'll, you know what I'm saying? Like there's lots of options out there to do a healthier version of that thing that gives you that same taste, right? You know what I mean? So so again, it's, um, it's tough. Um, obviously, if you need a coach or a therapist or a, a meeting to go to for the food addiction, I get it. But at the end of the day, this is the only thing I've ever seen and ever known that cures it. And it makes sense. Our ancestors were not food addicts. 
they weren't, they couldn't be. Even though we're wired to eat, we are, we're wired to when we find a lot of food, eat as much as we can of it. And that is a thing. But at the end of the day, like you were not meant to live this way. And the only reason you feel this way is because you are going against what your DNA expects of you. But here's the good thing. Our DNA really wants us to eat really good fat. No one's ever had a damn bowl of pasta without butter. Not one freaking person. Don't, I don't even want to get a DM about it because it's not even true. No one's ever eaten a, boatmeal, a bowl of oatmeal plain. You add sugar to it. You add the walnuts. You add the banana. You add the butter. All that stuff is just sludge, okay? Nothing makes that good except for the fat, okay? So the other diets that'll tell you to work out every day and eat the three small, the five small meals and all that BS, that's going to ruin you and keep you a sugar addict, and it's completely unsatisfying. You're going to be able to eat more calories and more yummy stuff if you go paleo primal. You just have to go low carb. But because of that, you can just, you can edge into it. You can prepare for it. You don't have to cold turkey it, but you got to do it. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Elle. Your, your information, your knowledge, your will to help other people. You know, you, you, all, you were offering to send these people to uh, these books and all the other resources that you were bringing in this episode really is what made it so special. And, you know, it hits home to a lot of people. So I appreciate you taking the time um, I'm assuming your schedule is busy and I, we have, we are honored to have you here as a guest speaker. So thank you again. It was great. Thank you. And yeah, just send me the addresses of the people separately and I'll send you each a copy of Mark Sisson's primal blueprint, the fourth edition and a copy of the 21 day transformation, Definitely. which is a little bit of a shorthand version of like what to do for those, you know. Thank you for tuning in to the Meraki Podcast and for joining me on the adventure of my life. I hope you found this episode to be enjoyable and valuable. You can find out more about us at MerakiOfficial.com. If you enjoyed this episode and feel others can benefit from it as well, spread the love by sharing. 